Here's your Wealth Professional Morning Briefing for Thursday, May 11th. Canada should take note of the unintended negative consequences of changes to financial services regulations, according to a new white paper. Without treading carefully, there's a risk that millions of middle-class Canadians will suffer reduced ability to access professional financial advice. That's a scary prospect examined in a new report from Primerica. The financial services firm's economic consultant, Amy Cruz Cuts, highlights the benefits of policies such as banning unfair and deceptive practices, better disclosure of products and fair treatment of customers. All positives that protect financial security. But she also considers how compliance measures and restricting compensation for advisors can have a negative impact on the market by increasing costs for consumers. In the UK, for example, various regulatory changes in the last decade have led to higher overall fees and an increase in the minimum portfolio size required for clients to get advice. This has priced out millions of middle-class people. Among the important takeaways from the white paper is the importance of financial advisors. Those who seek advice from an FA tend to be better at saving, managing volatile markets and building wealth. But there's often a lack of understanding about the importance of financial advice or how to find someone who's qualified to provide it. The report also highlights that Canadian households underinvest their assets and this could worsen if access to advice is curbed. Balances in cash and other low-return deposit accounts grew by 62% between 2015 and 2022 and remain the single largest class of investment funds at just over $2 trillion. The report concludes that Canadian households will continue to oversave in low-return accounts instead of investing in accounts with potentially higher returns if they cannot access advice. If regulations limit the ability of clients to work with FAs, can robo-advisors not fill the gap? The report points out that these digital solutions are not for everyone. Comments from investors in Primerica's research show that these platforms are not trusted nor particularly liked by most investors. The number of Canadian individuals and businesses filing for insolvency has risen by the largest percentage since the fallout from the financial crisis. There was a 28% jump in consumer insolvencies and a 33% hike for business insolvencies in the first quarter of 2023 compared to a year earlier. The last time these levels of annual increase were seen was in 2009, as Canada was still reeling from the impact of the global financial crisis. Analysis by the Canadian Association of Insolvency and Restructuring Professionals reveals that a total of 29,700 25 consumers filed for insolvency in the first three months of this year, an average of 330 every day. There was a 15% rise quarter over quarter, the largest quarterly increase since 1990, and March alone saw a 28% increase compared to the previous month, the largest monthly increase since 2009. On a positive note, this figure was down 11% from the start of the pandemic in Q1 2020. More than a 1,000 Canadian businesses filed for insolvency in the first quarter of 2023. This was a 33% year-over-year increase and marks the fifth quarter in a row that business insolvencies have increased by over 30% year-over-year. Business insolvencies in Q1 were 21% higher than the same quarter in 2020 and 10% higher than the same quarter in 2019 as filings continue to trend up. A 7.5% quarterly increase brought the Canadian ETF market's peak assets at the end of the first quarter of 2023 to $365 billion. In comparison to the last quarter of 2022, the first quarter's net creations came to $12.3 billion. The biggest monthly net creation so far for Canadian ETFs was $7.5 billion in March 2023, the month with the highest sales volume. With $4.9 billion in net creations, equity ETFs, the biggest ETF category, were the best-selling asset class in the first quarter of 2023, according to a report by the Canadian ETF Association. Sector stock mandates took the top spot with $1.9 billion, followed by foreign equities at $1.8 billion, Canadian equity ETFs at a billion, and sector equity mandates at $1.8 billion.
High demand was seen in the financial and healthcare sectors, with overseas equities coming in second with $1.8 billion. Fixed income finished the quarter with $3.5 billion in net creations, while money market funds came in second with $3.6 billion created over the course of the three months. High-yield bond funds contributed another $197 million to the total, with investment-grade bond ETFs accounting for the majority of the category's $3.4 billion in net creations. These stories in full at wealthprofessional.ca and in our newsletters plus. Robinhood probed by regulators over communications and record keeping. An AI-driven solution aims to modernize financial planning. And are better than expected results putting investors off guard? For Wealth Professional Canada, I'm Steve Randall.